0: And now.
1: And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time a Thursday with Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We welcome in with Counter-Reed, it is Brandon Vogel at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. You can find his work, Aaron Sorensen, great stuff at counter Really awesome column on uh, Nebraska's win over Purdue from Vogues. And... Uh, Vogues, it's, it's all about the portal, man. Nebraska keeps doing their thing in the, the portal. Let's get your reaction to uh, Matt Rule and uh, the work that the Big Red have done so far. A linebacker today, a wide receiver this morning.
2: Yeah, they, they've done something that I very infrequently successfully do, which I think they are actually getting everything off the shopping list. And it's <laughs> tough when you've got to compete when you got to compete at the grocery store um i don't have to do that but i inevitably always forget something even if i've got it got it written down but in terms of my off season punch list with with the addition of thomas lately from syracuse the linebacker like i think they kind of they kind of checked all the boxes so far and and even you know i don't know if i i don't think nebraska had to have an o line addition but to get one who's experienced i mean other than specialists, and this is why they're hard to get, um, other than specialists, I think O-line in the portal is about as plug-and-play as you get. Like, you got a guy that, that started basically an entire season at Florida and started games before that. Um, guy's probably going to play. Ben Scott played the entire season at center. Um, that's what you expected you were getting, and
1: that's what you got.
2: And it doesn't work that way all the time at, at some of those other positions the further you get away from the ball.
1: How many beers deep would you need to be to throw hands with Makuza? mazooka excuse me mazooka because you saw the footage of him <laughs> taking on florida uh in the in the uh, the old striped uh, go vols end zone uh, from this past season
2: yeah i don't know if uh, i don't know if enough exists um, I'm, a, I'm a peaceful i'm a peaceful person um we'll put it that way so it, it depends what kind of fight um, we're
0: talking here because because if it's just like uh well, let's see what happens you know no no bad blood
2: the it's, amount it's, would probably make it hurt less
1: it's one. That's what I meant. It could be fun, you know? <laughs> I meant to, to numb the pay. Not that I don't bet on you yeah. all the time, folks. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was more of a, Connor got it. It was more of a pain-numbing question here. Well, well think about
0: the, the free publicity you'd get. Local radio host fights Nebraska offensive lineman. See it on video. That's, that's free publicity for Varsity. Make City that a radio. pay-per-view.
1: Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Right. And put it on Peacock, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Local radio host talks too much crap. Gets hands thrown.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
1: you are feeding players very bad ideas right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. NIL. The new NIL. Steel yeah, Cage. Geez. Steel Cage. There we Save go. Save the radio hosts. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, <laughs> there'll be uh You want to talk about the largest bet laid at the sports book?
0: <laughs> it, it, that could be the radio new year-end bonus is if you'll earn your bonus in the Steel Cage.
1: <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Folks, let's spend a minute on the wide receivers we talked banks Nayor, and any comps that come to your mind we're, we're kind of trying to to get the the banks comp and we hit some of the greatest hits of you know the anunwas of of uh, yesteryear or mo purify just that big bodied red zone guy that you know, stanley morgan that just made it happen because physically they got separation it wasn't necessarily a speed thing
2: yeah uh i mean all the guys you mentioned are kind of the first ones that come to mind i think you know with banks if he's if he's nebraska's a nunwa uh y- you did really well um but even if he's sort of you know a brandon kenny who really Big good receiver, money highly highly valued coming out of junior college nebraska is just pretty talented at wide receiver at the at that at that stage and but he came up with some huge catches and made some, some huge plays as a guy who is like capable of probably being a number one, but on that, on that, on those teams was, you know, maybe second or third option. Um, So when you look at Nebraska's, the the makeup of the room, not only did they need to, to add some experience at wide receiver, they needed to add, add some size. And they've done both of those things. And I think all of a sudden it, it frees up their their group of young receivers to to kind of be what they can be to to the best of their ability. They don't have to be something else. So you, you look at these these big you know these bigger receivers that Nebraska's added via the portal. Uh, Nebraska's got plenty of speed, I think, in the wide receiver room with, with those with that group of underclassmen so now you can kind of you can kind of hit teams both ways you can you can hit them with the speed angle you've also got some of those big bodies that that can just to you know you can push the ball downfield to which matt rule is, is kind of become the phrase of of the off season early on uh, push the ball downfield so it's uh it's I, I i like the makeup of that room quite a bit i know we talked about it i think last week when before banks was in obviously like you got one, okay, that's good. You might have covered your needs there. You get two, all of a sudden, like, you start to think, okay, now they might actually have, you know, that wide receiver group was poised to be a weapon rather than just is it is it up to is it up to standard.
0: Brandon, with, with those wide receivers, with an offensive guard, you add Dowdell to the conversation, now Stephon Thompson, the linebacker from Syracuse. Do you feel Nebraska has, has filled all of their needs that they had coming into this offseason in terms of, Uh, areas where they needed an immediate impact kind of guy. Because I think of running back, wide receiver particularly, offensive line probably needed a guy. They would have been fine without it, I think, but you really could have used an upgrade there. And then at linebacker, you get a third guy. Whether or not he's a starter, you know, Stephon Thompson's probably going to get some play time next season. Did Nebraska fill all their needs?
2: Yeah, I I think so. I mean, I think with the, you know, caveat at at quarterback, which before – that was on my list before, before Don Raiola had, you know, had, had flipped um, and rules talked enough about that, about like, they chose to go that way. So you can kind of push that one off to the side minus that one. Yeah. I think, I think they have, um, I'm trying to think back. Cause I did a big, you know, transfer portal primer and quarterback and wide receiver were both in kind of my must category. I thought running back and O-line and linebacker were, it, were in the, If you can take one or if you can get one take one um so so as far as i I look at it like i think they've they've upgraded um pretty quickly and oh you know defensive back they added one kind of quietly on signing day wasn't a spot where i was like oh you need somebody but you're getting a guy i really like players moving up a level proven players from lower going up a level um, I'm always going to be pretty intrigued by that. I think it's it's kind of the value play in the portal. If you're Nebraska, you, you, you still kind of got you got to make those value plays.
1: Brandon, moving forward, how much more do you expect Nebraska to be active in the portal if at all?
2: Probably not much unless you know Alabama wants to half of Alabama's team wants to to, to move to Lincoln uh, given given yesterday's, news um but i think i I would expect them to be to be pretty quiet from this point like now that they've they've gotten this group in that was that was here over the weekend um had a really high success rate with that group i would expect them to to be like okay it's time to start geared up for spring football which is which is going to start you know more more quickly than than it
0: seems first guy if i'm at rome giving a call to from bama Hey, Caden Proctor. Do you want to come back to the Midwest? Was that Alabama weather too nice for you? I'm giving him a call. Five Ooh. Was it to too
1: nice? Yeah. <laughs> son, let's, let's talk. Do you v- miss snow, son? <laughs> no. We'll have plenty here the next 24 <laughs> hours. Vogues uh, let's go to Saban. And uh, the announcement yesterday, we'll hear from Coach Saban, his uh, sit-down with Reese Davis in about 15 minutes. But your takeaway, man, um, you uh, have – had uh, close friends around that program that, you know, no, no St. Nick. And uh, are you surprised? And, and second part, how, how big of a, a roadblock is the, the Saban effect for the next coach, be it DeBoer, the, the expectations you're walking into?
2: Yeah. Um, so I, I have known some people who've been around that program. I've, I've been through, because of that, I, I, got the, uh, kind of recruiting tour. Um, I was not being recruited to be clear because I was, you know, 37 years old at that point. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've, I've gone through the facilities, uh, I've been to games there. Uh, and, you know, I, have kind of seen the level of detail that Nick Saban undertook to, to build what he built. And a lot of teams do that now. I mean, a lot of the sport over the past, 10, 15 years has either been copying Nick Saban or a reaction to Nick Saban, which is kind of the ultimate, I think compliment you can, you can pay to a coach when that, when that news hit yesterday, the only word I come up, I was like, this is an earthquake for, for college football. Um, It changes. I mean, you just penciled Alabama in, you know, and you certainly did that in a 12 team playoff era. And now when you look at the knock on effect to, to the coaching piece of it like just when we thought oh the carousel was kind of slowing to a stop a boy it just got, got kicked into to hyperdrive because who knows who knows what's going to happen from here the it's i think Schmidt you hit on the most interesting question and it's it's hard to know what the answer is but like who who wants to follow a legend right um it's tough like alabama's undeniably one of the best jobs in the country um but you look at somebody like steve sarkeesian it it gets really interesting like is there anything he can't do at texas that he could do at alabama
1: right
2: i don't maybe not but (laughs) you have that that big piece of um what at texas he's just trying to get him back to that spot he doesn't have to deal with like oh because it's almost inevitable. If we agree Saban is the best that's ever done it in college football, and, and I would agree with that, um, you know, he had to overcome Bear Bryant at his own university to, to do that. And it's super impressive. We could spend an hour talking about why or why that isn't the case. But um, it's almost inevitably going to be worse. I mean, look at Ohio State. I wrote this after, after Urban Meyer's last bowl game. I was like, Ryan Day looks like he's really good. It's almost impossible to be as good as Urban Meyer was. So you gotta find a coach who wants to do that. They'll find somebody, um, I mean, no doubt, and they'll find somebody who, who's very good. It's just hard to know who that guy is. I mean, if, if reports are to be, be believed, Dan Lanning said, thanks, but no thanks, which he was kind of the, to me, the slam dunk hire.
1: Yeah,
2: Kalen DeBoer, um, I respect as much as anybody in the country. Uh, that's one where you're like, yeah, you can do some things at Alabama, that you you don't have – you might not be able to do at Washington as consistently, but you also have to deal with a whole lot more stuff than you have to deal with as the guy who just took Washington to the national championship game.
0: Brandon, last thought, 10 seconds. Who's the worst hire Alabama could make right now?
2: Well, uh, there's a young – he hasn't, doesn't have head coaching experience, but I think Connor Stallions, uh, a <laughs> young, <Yes>. young assistant at <laughs> Michigan.
1: I want five more minutes with Vogues because you spent time in Boston – during the Belichick heyday era. Can we get five more minutes? Yep. All right. Brandon Vogel, counter read. Hail Varsity continues. We're powered by Cornhead Logger. Uh, we'll check in with Russ Hochstein, who played for Belichick next hour. Coach Barnett in hour two. More with Vogues on the way. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Some overtime with Brandon Vogel. Counterread. Counterread.com. Reminder about your friends at Dyer Law Workers Comp. Confused about your options for workers' compensation? Put your trust in the team at Dyer Law. They'll help ensure you that your rights are protected and you get the settlement you deserve. Call Dyer Law today at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer.Law, Dyer.Law, to chat with a trusted professional about your workers' compensation claim. 402-393-7529 with Dyer Law. Vogues, you were in Boston uh, around uh, a number of... Uh, Uh, New England's finest be it Red Sox Celtics or Patriots fans and of course Bill Belichick stepping away probably not done coaching but mutual uh, uh, parting of ways between Robert Kraft and and Bill Belichick Bill had the old uh, plaid sport coat on uh, had a nice tie going today and really big tinge of sadness some emotion in his voice and do you ever pour a beer for Belichick I guess is my question. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I barbacked, slashed, uh, became a, a bouncer, which I was not. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Not not the man for the job for when I think it was around. Did Patriots win in 04, 05? Yeah, I think so. Somewhere around there. Um, they were in yeah, it. Yeah, like it became it became clear the Patriots. It was Super Bowl Sunday. It became clear the Patriots were going to win. And it, I was at a bar. I worked at a bar that was right in downtown, like Faneuil Hall area of Boston. So they're like... People are gonna like flock down here. You're like one of the people on the door, so it's like, okay, I guess. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Bill Belichick, for that. That might be my most direct involvement with with him. Did you
1: you wear sleeves as a bouncer?
2: i did i did um I, I didn't quite have it didn't quite have it like that i didn't have neck tattoos for it either so um i i got to boston so Bo- the, the patriots won super bowl after the oh one season mm-hmm. and i moved to boston the following september and, and i remember like so i mean i'm from a farm in the middle of nowhere like i know nothing about about the city of boston i get there and, and the patriots were honestly probably like fourth in the pecking order like you know, Boston fans are super passionate about all of their teams, but it just like me observing it. I'm like, okay, well, the Red Sox are clearly clearly at top at the top. The Celtics were, I think, still in their Anton Walker, Paul Pierce era. But bad. the Bruins might have been second.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Bruins, Celtics tied for two, second and third, or, or close enough. And the Patriots were probably still fourth. And I think they went about five hundred that that second season uh, at her that first season after the Super Bowl. My first year there. And was kind of like, ah, you know, won the Super Bowl. That was nice. You had no idea, kind of the the dominance that was that was coming. And I was there for almost ten years, and you just watched the Patriots kind of move up, move up the pecking order. Probably never overtook the Red Sox, particularly once the Red Sox start started winning titles. But that was that was my experience with with what Belichick did in the city of Boston as as a total outsider.
1: How was that Super Bowl Sunday working? Was it? epic drunkness was it st paddy's day rivalry of of uh, suds poured or was it was it just a, a memory you have tried to erase due to being the doorman
2: and no, I mean, that was, that was fine. And as a bar back, I still got tipped out at the end of the night. It was a lucrative night uh, for me <laughs> at you know, 26 or whatever. Uh, and I, I remember like people did indeed flock down downtown, right to in front of Faneuil hall where there's a statue of Samuel Adams that somebody like took their Jersey off, cut it so they could put it on, on the statue. And, uh, it was, it was, it was mostly peaceful. So, um, that went well, I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to actually bounce anybody, so that was nice.
1: I love that. Vogue's the bouncer. That's, that's pretty good. Brings you
0: back to the the original place we, we let this conversation off, Vogue's. How many beers to fight Bill Belichick?
2: <laughs> um, maybe at least a countable number, because he's not O-lineman sized, but— uh, <laughs> uh, he,
1: I feel like that's more of a reputation thing at that point.
2: I was going to say, in terms of in terms of tenaciousness, like I'm not I'm not eager to, to hop into hop into that one either.
1: Vogues, <laughs> what's happening with Counter Reed? How can folks get in touch?
2: Yeah, you can check us out at counterreadcom It's a Substack newsletter from myself and, and Aaron Sorensen, as as you mentioned earlier. Chris wrote a little bit about basketball this week following Nebraska's win over Purdue. Um, not to be the downer at all times it's just how i am i you know great win look at that game I'm like oh, you're not going to shoot 60 from free from three very often but there's some reasons that i think that i think what nebraska has right now is is sustainable so you can go there and check that out that's one of our free newsletters this week coming tomorrow um aaron Sorensen was at malachi coleman's one of his camps which is a really good story cool. um that's coming tomorrow on on, on counterread.com, so so hop on over there. You can check it out for free. You can sign up uh, as a paid subscriber right away. Multiple options for anyone who wants to uh, find out what we're doing over there.
1: Vogues, thank you for the overtime. Appreciate you. We'll talk Saturday. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. There he is, Brandon Vogel, with us. Counterread. Counterread.com.